Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. And guys, I am back with another relationship talk segment. This will be segment two. And this week's topic is going to be unequally yoked. And of course, I'm joined with Sean Heidemann. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Thanks again for this opportunity, Crystal. I'm ready. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, let me let me say this to all the people who may get to hear this. Um, it is not my heart or it is not my intent to be argumentative or, you know, an extreme debater in regards to this topic. I feel like I have experiences and some knowledge in regards to this. And I just want to give my take while trying to be understanding of the overall view of it. That is my disclaimer. (laughs) And um, I'm just going to let the rest be. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the question that was posed, I'm going to say maybe two, almost three weeks ago at this point, um, by Sean Heineman, and I'm sorry that I won't be able to quote you because I don't have it up, but he basically asked if a relationship, did you say relationship or marriage? Uh, relationship. If a relationship would succeed um, if it if they were not equally yoked. Could a relationship that wasn't equally yoked succeed or something along the lines of that? Mm-hmm. And I felt like people just looked at it and blinked and said, nope, and kept moving. <laughs> And didn't give much thought to it. And me personally, you know, you know, because of my view, I'm just like, well, how are they unequal? Because I feel as though, even though the term is biblical, I feel like it's way broader than that. And so I just, I couldn't just be like, no, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of things that can be considered in this unequally, equally yoke thing. And I just couldn't just be like, nah, they doomed, you know? So that's where I'm coming from. I feel like there is survival, not just surviving. I think that's what it was. Can they survive? Yeah, it was survive. I think it's mm-hmm. yes. I think I think it's beyond survival. I think they can thrive. I just feel like it's more to it than just that one framing of it where it being religious and church and Christianity and stuff like that. I feel like it's more than that. So, but we can definitely, you know, park in the Christianity portion of it because I have I have a direct experience in regards to that so yeah so what do you feel i mean ultimately what do you feel the answer to that question is well it can survive that's the thing yeah a relationship can survive but do you want a relationship that's just going to survive opposed to thrive right and um like you say we can easily get into the whole spiritual piece of it mm-hmm. but you can be unequally yoked in other areas and i'm glad that you you brought that up as well because you can be with someone of uh, a different religion i've seen that before you can be unequally yoked financially you mm-hmm. can be unequally yoked mentally mm-hmm. you can be unequally yoked um <laughs> sexually right okay and I, I think the whole thing is when people think about unequally yoked and i was talking about in the video it's this big piece of wood in agriculture days mm-hmm. where you will have two animals, let's just say an ox and the ox, one of them might be bigger than the other one. So the bigger one will end up carrying more of the weight opposed to the smaller ox. So you want to try to make sure that you have two oxes in this big piece of wood where their necks were yoked together, where they mm-hmm. would tread grain um, you know, on the ground or on the soil, and they will work together. But if they were unequally yoked, they would actually go in circles, defeating right. the purpose of working together because one of them is stronger than the other. And a lot of times that's what happened in relationships, I believe. Now, to, to the point, it's easy to get caught up where one person is carrying their relationships because sometimes people talk about the whole 50-50 thing. And sometimes uh-huh. your relationship isn't going to be 50-50. Somebody's going to be caring a little more than the other. It just depends on who you're with. And if that person is willing to help pull their weight so you both can make a successful relationship together. Yes. 
I um in in that scenario where you're thinking about uh the ox and the yoke or whatever, of course you can't help but to see like how problematic it would be. Um, you might as well just have one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Why do you even need? Why do you need a two prong a two prong yoke? Why don't you just get one and do it that way, mm-hmm. opposed to just putting um like a, a smaller one that's not as stronger, and you know basically making it harder for you know the the stronger ox because it's pulling it's it's pulling most of the weight and then it has to you know fight against this other one that's not even on course. Mm-hmm. I mean that's what you that's what you imagine, right? But right. see when I first uh for me, uh when I first uh heard the term unequally yoked as a kid, I never I knew what the yoke was, but I never said the yoke, unequally yoked meant, you know, being equal. I felt like it was the burden itself. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the yoke was more of the burden, like um unequally yoked like who has the brunt of the burden so it's it's similar in a sense because you know the stronger ox is pulling more weight but i feel like when it comes to burdens or whatnot like you you're never going to be burdened by the same thing but that doesn't mean you don't have equal weight if that makes sense that's how i always view that term like the burden has to be similar you know like it has to be as important for both of you and I mean that I I understand that we'll have to probably, you know, have a different conversation for the Christianity portion of it, mm-hmm. and then have another one for like in general. But I for me it was all about the burdens, and I feel like when you are a Christian and you're dating and you weren't like um, particular in whom you were dating with, because honestly the unequally yoked term comes from be be not unequally yoked with believe unbelievers. So it right. wasn't even particularly talking about marriage per se. It was just talking about at all, right? Exactly. So so I feel like in that instance, to be a Christian and to be a believer and to be doing your best to, you know, live a life following Christ, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to involve yourself with somebody who doesn't share your beliefs as strongly as you do, um, the burden right there. <laughs> the burden is mm-hmm. going to present itself immediately because you're already putting yourself in a bad position because you already are going to be that person you spoke about in your video that's going to be um, forcing your belief on this other person or trying to make it more important for them than it may actually be for them because you want them to be perfect for you. And so now you got all these little boxes to check off and now you, you, it's important to you to be equally yoked with somebody that you went to go get that wasn't even concerned with what you were concerned with. So how can y'all even be equal in any sense? Right. <laughs> right, right. So that's one thing. So I, I just felt like I, it, it will boil down into like other relationships, you know, marriage, of course, but I feel like you can't just assume just because y'all both believe y'all are equally yoked either. That's true. And, and I want to say also, sometimes it's harder to, uh, well, and let me say this. You can be, if you're lukewarm, I guess in Christian terms, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're lukewarm, if you're really not practicing your your uh, religion or spirituality, then I can see both of y'all being on the same page. You know, I can see, all right, well, we yoke together now because we're really not practicing. I think it's when you are actively, you know, um, doing, being, I won't say religious, but uh, practicing, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes the difference because one person has more of a, a faith than someone else because someone might need to meditate or might maybe they want to take some time to read their Bible or mm-hmm. things of that nature. And then the other person is getting frustrated because they're like, why are you spending this time reading your Bible? You should be exercising or you should be taking care of the kids. Like there's always other things to do. But when you're not, when you're unequally yoked, that's when one person is more frustrated with the other person because someone is practicing opposed to the other. Right. And I, I mean, and I, I think it's, to me, it's bigger than that because I feel like you, in general, you, you should find someone who understands like individuality while being together, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much um, we 
us and uh you know like it's only so much of that that only goes so far because i think it's important it is very important but you are still two individuals not to say y'all doing two different things and y'all you know never together and y'all hardly come together as in a marriage that's not what i'm saying what i am saying is there are going to be things that you hold more um important than other things and they could all be within the same thing as far as like worship and you know taking the time to get in scripture or whatever you feel like you need but it might still be an issue for someone else because they may think it oh it doesn't take that much or maybe mm-hmm. you're not doing enough of it right mm-hmm. I've, I've you know having you know you know friends as pastors and people who you know you know are you know very strong devoted christians i hear the conversation a lot where there's one feeling like the other one is not doing their part because they don't pray as much or they're judging them because the last time they saw them pick up their Bible, you know, was, you know, a long time ago because when they touched their Bible, it was dust coming off of it. Right. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> it's really judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I, I always tell those people like, look, you can't, you can't, you know, make them serve like you, you know, like it's not your job to judge them according to how you do it. Right. That, I feel like, like that's the greatest way to be unequally yoked because you think y'all have like some, sim, you know, something in in uh, common in regards to your faith. But then one of y'all is being extra judgmental because they don't want to pray when you want to pray. You know, mm-hmm. they might have prayed. They probably woke up at six o'clock in the morning and prayed. And here you are at nine time by let's pray. And they're like, I already did that. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I ain't yeah. got to pray again. I'm good. You know? Mm hmm. So, I mean, it's that type of thing. And I feel like it is important for people to understand the individual and let people have their own system within that faith, you know? And I feel like that's important to be Mm -hmm. equally yoked because then there's not this this expectation that you set up that can cause friction in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, Yeah, and because... And I'm I'm glad you brought that point up because um, I remember... I was dating this one girl. We, we were like talking, mm-hmm. and her thing was because I, of course, I'm I'm big on my faith or whatever, mm-hmm. and I try not to be judgmental of other people. But mm-hmm. a requirement of mine that if we, if I'm going to be with somebody, I need to know your belief system. What mm-hmm. do you believe? And she was she was talking about the whole Baptist, like what kind of you know, religious person are you? And I'm just like, I'm not really into all that religious stuff. I'm just more of into personal relationship with God, you know. And I told her, I said, well, I like doing Bible study. I like for us to have a little devotional. So that way we can connect on a spiritual level, on a deeper level. And mm-hmm. I asked her time and time again, hey, you know, if you let me know if you, if you want to do Bible study, if you're comfortable with that, we can make that happen. And one day she came to me and she was like, I don't do all that. And I was like, oh, okay. But to me, this was a a red flag because Mm -hmm. I need somebody who's going to take, not on my schedule, but this can be something that we can do willingly together. And that's what separated her from saying who my wife, who I'm married to now, because my wife and Mm -hmm. I, we always have devotionals and we pray together, things of that nature. So that was very important to me. That's right. that's where I end up drawing a line because I right. need that in my life. I need somebody who can be accountable to God because I can't be your God. Right. And so when I hear I when when I hear the I need somebody to be accountable to God mm-hmm. because you can't be their God, I understand what you're saying because you don't want them to not have like a a a belief system of their own that they can go to when they feel like there's trouble or issue. They need to have somewhere where they can lay down their burdens and it Mm -hmm. can't always be your significant other. You're going to have to have some form of relationship or something set up to where you're not putting all your trash, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not becoming a landfill for someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I understand that, but I also hear, unfortunately, and I'm sorry in advance, but I also hear like this, insurance plan set up like you know if you're accountable to god and i'm accountable to god like you can't do nothing because you if you do something that, that violates our relationship you're gonna be in trouble with god too so it's like god's an insurance plan <laughs> to this relationship <laughs> because you know if you wrong god will be mad at you too and i'm just mm-hmm. like okay i i get it but like is god really like manning over your relationship now b i do understand absolutely there has to be some kind some kind of accountability 
where you're not just somebody out here not respecting commitments and, you know, getting married and not respecting your vows. I know there is something to that absolutely positively, but there is like this, this skepticism I have when I feel like people are too extreme on this. I need to make sure they're, they are a believer like me because they feel like if I can't live up to the relationship standard, then I'm going to keep this relationship and our marriage because they know they can't violate because God is going to be angry or the church is going to be angry or our uh, group is going to be angry. Like it's like other stuff that's going to uh, come into play if something messes up in the relationship. And that's kind of weird to me. Mm. But, but this is good. This is, this is, this is good <laughs> right here. Like let's, let's unpack this. Cause I think this let's. is a really good, <laughs> I, I really think this is a good segue into, into discussing um, this on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And I, I hear what you're saying, because from my perspective, I look at it as people who, you know, when people say, I'm just going to do me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, to me, that's the scariest term anyone can ever use, because if you're like your own God, if you if, if right. you only answer to you, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm a mess. Um, ah. If, if if I'm my own God, then I'm going to do whatever I want to do, mm. you know, because who who is to say what's wrong? Because ultimately, we always want to do what feels good to us, regardless True. of who we hurt. Right. So to me, if you if you are devoted to whatever spirituality that you have, I believe that helps, as you call it, <laughs> an insurance plan, <laughs> which is an interesting. I, I like that term. <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah to me i mean because you you can't drive without without insurance and if you mm-hmm. don't have uh if you don't have life insurance when you die mm-hmm. uh you know that's a burden on everybody else so right. i don't i don't mind having an insurance policy and who i'm with but mm-hmm. it, it allows me to just be me because i've been in relationships where people have made me their god mm-hmm. and it is not fun because once they realize that you're human, they mm-hmm. want to send you to hell because they now all of a sudden they realize you're flawed and, okay, and they don't even go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, that makes sense. I, I want you to give an example of that, though, so I can get clear on. I hear you and, and I think I get it, but I want an example so I can like really get it. Like how what were they what did they do to make you the God that, that you feel? Um, once. Once they realize that you have personal issues, that you 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 come short in some areas, that you mm-hmm. can't meet all their needs, that you're just supposed to have everything figured out for me because you're perfect, right? You're supposed to know whatever mood I'm in. You're supposed to know what I'm thinking in my mind. You're supposed to know all these things. So when people put these unhealthy expectations on you, because I believe we're all looking we're all looking for something, right? Uh-huh. And so if that's the the person that's closest to you, then you're just going to put that burden on the the nearest person that you you love. Okay. So that kind of sounds like the mentally unequally yoked because like I feel like mentally <laughs> you got to understand that everybody has their own set of issues and burdens if you will uh to deal with, you know? So it is unreasonable to expect anybody to, you know, completely shut themselves down to be at your service and be, you know, knowing when you're upset and knowing when something is not right with you and understanding what you're thinking and knowing your every thought, know every strand, you know, you know, what we what we believe we get from, you know, God, you know, like he knows every uh, strand of hair we have and you know he you know all the things that we believe about God to you know make us feel special and how well he know us and how he you know knew us before you know all this mm-hmm. other stuff the things that make us you know confident in the Lord and I feel like yeah you can't put that in one person but I think that has very little to do with you know Christianity I feel like that has more to do with good sense and logic and brain <laughs> you know brain power <laughs> but but Krista you would be surprised I probably would, would. Yeah, you would be surprised how many people get into relationships and they have no realization that the person that would is broken, that mm. that they need God as, as just as much as, as you do. And when you when you're coming from, say, an unhealthy relationship 
and you get into a new relationship, you got those rose colored glasses on. You're like, oh, this person can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when a relationship is new, you 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 think they don't have any issues, or and then you get to the place where sometimes you you think the relationship is so good that you're almost waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're like, okay, something's wrong with him or her because they too perfect, you know? Right, right. And and I feel like that too, like that's a part of getting to know people. You have to know, you, you have to understand that there's going to be a period of time where it's going to be too good to be true and you guys will come out of that. And then you'll, you know, when you do, you get to see if y'all really have something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, Somebody, I've heard someone say this before, like, you shouldn't get married when you're in love. Because when you're in the love, not, you're supposed to love them, but you can't be in the love. Because you, you're marrying, like, a representative. Like, you're not marrying the real them. You're you're marrying the the made-up part of them, right? That's what I heard. Because I feel like they tell, they're trying to say you need to get to the real part of them. So you mm-hmm. can know that that's still within the realm of what you want, you know, because everybody is giving you, with your help, with your rose colored glasses, they're giving you this perfection. And that may not be the reality, you know, because it's so new and stuff like that. So, I mean, that made sense in that, in that form. Like, yeah, you, you probably are not really getting the real them if you jump into it like immediately. But at the same time, you know, the adults and people who have good sense and, you know, they're equally yoked on some level, they'll work past this because I feel like there's always going to be issues. You can't avoid them. You can't, no matter how much you would like to, it's just, it's bound to happen and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Right. Right. And, and I, w- I want to ask you this question as well. Do you think that um, you really get to know someone in their totality? Because I've heard the term, I heard also you get people who say, you need to know somebody in all four seasons of life before you marry them, which is a great concept. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll ever know myself completely to ever get to know anybody else completely. If that makes mm -hmm. sense to you, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll have, I'll have enough evidence. I'll have enough, enough to make me feel confident in my, my decision uh, to commit myself to somebody, mm-hmm. but I do not feel like I will ever know them. And I feel like for me, that's a part of how I know I love them because I feel like there, there's control. And I guess that's what I kind of run from with the um, ideal of like, you know, that's equally yoked. Cause I feel like somebody has like the false pretense of perfection and they're not being an issue when in actuality, there is no way you can be certain of anything, you know, but God, you know, and you just never you just never know what is going to come of the situation. And so I feel like when you know enough or when you are confident enough with what you are gathering about a person and you love them despite of knowing what's going to happen on the end of this and despite of what things you have in place to make this, you know, uh something that you don't you don't have to feel like you're risking anything like hurt and pain and stuff. If you if you can make that decision and love them regardless with just like the trust and the faith, this is for you. Cause I feel like the relationship with God is all about trust and faith, you know? True. And and I feel like if you can do that without having the need to have a guarantee of anything, I feel like that's when you know you're really loving. You know, when you really are in love with someone because you're just like, you know what, I trust this is gonna work out regardless. Mm-hmm. That's me. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I, somebody was like, oh God, I could never. <laughs> but I feel mm-hmm. like that's what the love is because you can never say what is going to happen. Uh, you can never, you know, tell yourself, oh, he's never going to hurt me. She's never going to hurt me. You can never, you can never know that at any point in time. Yeah, because you'll set yourself up for failure. Right. Thinking that, yeah, I, no, I, I, I totally <laughs> agree. I just think when it comes to, when it comes to healthy relationships, mm-hmm. I think it's important to, to know their, that person's past. I think the right. past is really get, because when you, when you arguing with someone, when you're in a relationship and you're arguing with someone, a lot of times it's not about not being heard. I think it's perspective. I think you're not mm-hmm. seeing it from the other person's vantage point. And a lot of right. that come from the way they view life. So right. a lot of times you're arguing with someone who has, 35 years of life before you and you're arguing these two different perspectives and nobody's really being heard. We never really take the time to come out of ourselves and say, let me understand where they're coming from. Because for I, one thing I realized for my wife and I is we get to a different level of intimacy 
I feel when she tells me more about her past and more of her upbringing. So when we have differences and fallouts, Mm -hmm. I can say, okay, this is 16 year old Clarissa talking, or this Mm -hmm. is 22, you know, this is 22 year old Clarissa talking because now I can see where she's coming from. But if I, if Mm -hmm. I'm not knowing anything of her past, we're just Mm -hmm. going to keep arguing. Right. I totally understand. I mean, and it makes sense. But like I said, like, I feel like that part, getting to know each other is happening constantly. Right. And mm-hmm. even it, I don't, how long have you been married? Would you, how long have you been married? It'll be, it, well, we just had our three year anniversary. So it's been three years for us. Okay. So in the three years time, you know her better than you knew her day one. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. So, right. So with that being said, it's like it, three years later from today, you'll know her better. So, you're always getting to know somebody to your point. Like you'll never know everything, but you will always be getting to know them. And like the more you are getting to know them and you're able to, uh, you know, not necessarily uh, predict because I mm-hmm. feel like prediction has nothing to do with trust. Right. All mm-hmm. these things that I feel like we set up to, you know, be able to confirm we won't be hurt. I feel like keeps us from real love, mm-hmm. but I feel like, I feel like the more you get to know her, the better these conversations make sense to you. And the more you, you know, can understand their vantage point. Like, I feel like being married for 11 years, the arguments me and my husband used to have, you know, early on are completely different. It might be a similar concern, but like we we move through them so fluidly now than what we Mm -hmm. used to when we were earlier you know mm-hmm. in the early stages so it's just that type of thing it's just getting to know each other and kind of understanding more so before even saying saying anything where they're coming from and how they see it it's really mm-hmm. hard to to get in the other person's you know shoes and kind of see from their vantage point what they're experiencing when they react a certain way but over time as you have these conversations if you're actually listening and you know trying to understand each other you'll get it you know and and it might not even be a conversation you might be able to say you know what honey i'm sorry because i was totally doing you know this thing not paying attention not realizing that when i did that that felt that way to you and mm-hmm. i'm sorry because i understand like that that is really messed up like i i get it like i'm sorry that I was wrong you know like it, that's how the conversations come now because you get it now you understand mm-hmm. them better and that's mm-hmm. like it's hard to do early on and I would say it, the first the first five years is impossible. <laughs> you know, like people do better. <laughs> people, you're doing okay. Of course, y'all still together. Y'all love each other, but it's work still. You know, yeah, it's work. But uh, but my point with this uh, the equally yoked thing. Uh, so of course it can mean like a burden itself, the burden. Um, like I when I'm listening to this conversation, I want to know like, do people look at like the yoke as like the marriage? Is the marriage representing the yoke? Yes. And and that's not that's not a that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's more of a I think marriage. I heard a quote that said marriage is gives you the last chance for you to grow up because you get to a place where you're with this one person and you're seeing their flaws and then at the same time you're seeing them evolve. Um, you know, so you're always kind of chasing this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that's the, the the beauty of marriage is always learning and evolving with the same person. Now, it's easy to impress a bunch of different people. You know, if you're just mm-hmm. dating, that's like, that's easy. Right. Um, because once they get to know you, then you can move on and go be with the next person. But when you're right. married, you have to stick with this person, even with your flaws, like being exposed. Yes. Um, and being vulnerable. So I think the yoke yoke is not so much of a of a bad thing. I just think it's more of this life partnership where we're going to do life together. I think it's this this perfect illustration of uh, Christ's love for the church on earth. Right, right. Also, like the yoke can mean like you can be yoked to someone or some something. Like yoke can mean the submission part of it too. Because mm-hmm. I'm just I I just decided like to look at how many different ways the yoke come up in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like in reference to a burden, in reference to a harness, and in reference to submission to something mm-hmm. or someone. Uh, also, I saw where somebody was like, you can be equally yoked 
and that doesn't guarantee success. How does that make you feel? Mm. Ooh. That's 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 an interesting question. Um Ooh, that's a good one. I think you can. I think because like you like we said, like you can be equally yoked in multiple ways. Now some people will argue with you and say there's only one way to be equally yoked and you both have to be Christians and you need to be on the several the same uh spiritual level, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's give it levels one through ten, right? Mm-hmm. You're not equally yoked because you're a Christian on level three if you're married to a Christian on level eight. Gotcha. You're not equally yoked. That's what they're that's what this one person was saying, but you both have to be Christians. Uh, they did say the only way to be equally up is to figure out which level you both could be on comfortably. So if you could get yourself to a level five or six and they could bring themselves to that level and y'all could, you know, strengthen there, then yes, you guys would be equally yoked. And so I feel like their take on being equally yoked was being on like a same, uh, the same, uh, what did I want to say? The same plane, the same, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. The same vibration or something like that, like yeah, yeah, playing feel like that. I'm like, okay, I get it, but what do you mean? Like, why can't why can't this equally yoke also follow fall into, you know, just your desires as far as like what you where you are today and what you want in the future? And to 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 you earlier saying that you you have an issue with people saying I do me because you you're you think about yourself and you feel like if you don't have anybody the answer to you'd be a mess um and i feel like there that that is a real thing and that's why we have people who you know are really good in you know their their walk to be like christ and you know mm-hmm. being christians because they understand how messy they would be if they didn't have this guideline to adhere to and on the other side there are people who do not feel like they um would be a mess if mm-hmm. they were left to their own you know uh you know, decision-making, you know, like they feel like they have enough structure uh, maybe because they're like me and they were raised that way and it's ingrained. Like, I don't care what I do, <laughs> you know, I'm somewhere thinking about what would Jesus do? You know, even when I, even when I feel like I don't, I wouldn't like, I'm not going to let that deter me from anything. Like I, I still be somewhere thinking like that. Like, I feel like there's a part of me that would never go too far without that consideration. I feel like that's me, right? But I also don't like a lot of, uh, a lot of the experiences that you know frame you know my path and my journey or whatnot. And I, I just can't just like get with it and you know just be like, okay, that's what you need. That's the only answer. I understand mm-hmm. today, like there's that that's it's not it. it. It may be it for somebody, and that's great. But it's not the only thing for somebody else. Like somebody needs that with supplementation of something else, right? Mm-hmm. Or they just need to get stronger or closer to God and it opens up more to opens up more than what they experienced before right mm-hmm. I feel like maybe church was one thing and then like when I got to know God better it opened up to something else that they could you know really feel and get into an experience and you know commit themselves to but like just the the church experience was like nah this ain't it you know <laughs> it's to some, for some, and I'm, and I'm like, again, I'm, I know people listening and I ain't I'm not trying to knock nobody. I feel like everybody needs to know what they need and right. they need to stick to it, you know? Right. Uh, no, I, 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 no, I agree. I agree. I think, um, I know what my life was like before God. Uh-huh. So, um, I, I need him. I know I'm a mess without, right. I don't, you know, I don't, so that, I don't, so- go ahead. So that brings me to a different question and it might be a whole nother conversation that we can definitely have at a different point, but it does make me wonder. So were you raised in church or was you introduced or were you introduced later in life? I was introduced later, but I was more like 20. I was still young. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's later going. though. Yeah, yeah later. exactly. Yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't just born in the pews kind of kid, you know? Right. But, uh, so I feel like that frames a lot of people differently because mm-hmm. Um, somebody like me, uh, all my life, I was raised like literally. My mom went joined the church, started having labor pains in the church. They had to rush mm-hmm. her from the church. <laughs> to have me. First place I went was church. Okay, raised mm-hmm. in the church, and so that frames like the first half of my life, literally, like the first twenty five years, church, mm-hmm. right? Okay. 
And so you can see how when I say it's ingrained, it's ingrained, whether it's good or bad, it's ingrained. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not the kind of person that feels like I need to have that constant, you know, reminder, you know, like, I, I don't feel like I have to be tied to it. But like some people feel like, like in order for me to do the right thing, I don't feel that way. I feel mm -hmm. like it's in there. Like, I literally feel like there is a, uh, a GPS, you know, uh, planted inside of my heart and mm -hmm. I'm being guided that way because it's like, it's, it's a part of me now. That's what I feel. Um, and I just, I, I, I struggle because, you know, I know when people who are at different levels, you know, and this makes sense why you can't be equally up with people at different levels. Cause whether you want to determine my level is lower or higher, uh, somebody might feel like the walk with Christ should look different. And if you know what your walk with Christ is for you at this point in time, that could really like hurt you and hurt your, your relationship with God, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. especially if they're trying to dictate to you what it should look like. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true because there's a scripture that talks about if you're, you know, if the unbelieving spouse, if they're willing to let them stay, then like stay, you know, and he's, mm -hmm. and then he talks about how, uh, how will you know if you will save this, uh, person, you know, by the way you're living in front of them. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing. Right. So, because mm -hmm. even in the YouTube video, when I talked about this topic, I talked about how important it is, even if you're uh, quote unquote unequally yoked, mm -hmm. how are you living your life before that person? Like, are you really showing them the love of Christ or whatever you believe in? Are you really showing that person that kind of love? And then you possibly can win them over from the way you carry yourself. Right. So right. You, and so you never know. Yeah, I mean, and I, I feel that way too. I really do. But I feel I feel like the conflict comes from when people have like a set idea of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And and I and I feel like even even in what we how we define what, what it looked like in the Bible and how we viewed Christ and what he went through, you know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, see that one way. And I, I also feel like they discount a lot of the rejection he got, you know, um, from the people who were supposed to be believers. And so I just, for me, I just feel like we really, I don't, I don't personally feel like I have a place ever to come at anybody, whatever they're practicing and saying, that's not it. Like, I feel like, I don't feel like I have their place, but that doesn't mean I don't encounter people who feel like they have their place. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. That that's my thing. And I feel like for me, Christ like means like not putting like if he gave us free will, like I'm not putting my belief on you and trying to tell you this is what you need to be doing in right. order for you to be living a certain way. But I feel like the way to show you like this is what I do and this is what I love and, and this is what I encourage. This is what I want for you. I would like, you know, love them without that expectation. Mm hmm. Without them, without needing them to be like me, I would love them. And if they saw that that's what they wanted and they and that's what they did, then fine. But if not, this is why I say it could work because I feel like if you're truly exemplifying what Christ is, as far as my definition, you're not forcing anything on anybody. Mm -hmm. You want you want them to get there on their own. That's true. You want them to want it for themselves, or do they want it? If you're the incentive. Are, are, is it a real uh, desire for Christ? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's how I that's how I look at. It. I'm, I just I just don't I just don't want people to, uh, you know, pretend to be something that they're not to get something that they think they want, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then because you know, like there's people out there, and you then you also don't want people to feel like oh, just because I met him at the church, um, he'd want. Right. Like I know mm -hmm. oh, there are, like you said the other day on your, in your conversation, like there are some, you know, great stories of people. And I, I hear you talk about your wife and how y'all do it. And I think that is beautiful, but there are some people, men in the church that understands that because they appear to be spiritual, that women are like, you know, drawn to them with the hopes of, oh, I can finally have this relationship that will be blessed by God. Right. Mm -hmm. and then they ready to pray they ready to you know <laughs> they pray in the wrong way unfortunately yeah, -E uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and and that and that's like, okay, that that's dangerous because a lot of people understand how that works. Like it looks good. It looks good to, you know, to appear like you have a relationship with God. It looks good to look like you know, um, you're blessed and highly favored and you, you, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that in the church and it, it looks good. You know, it's, it's a good look, but it looks even better when it's a, when it's a genuine, you know? So I, I just, I just don't like the idea of people feeling like that's the only way to have a successful relationship. Now to go into my story of why uh, my experience is, you know, when I did I wanted to undo it. I I tried to sabotage this relationship. I really, really did. You know, I feel like I was just going through the motions based upon what I was taught, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I like I said, like I know there's people out there that it's important and they have quality relationships because they, you know, they pray together and they do things different things together. But at the same time, like sometimes what you need does not look like what you think it's going to look like. You know, like sometimes the things that's going to take you to your next level don't look like who you said it is. Like, that's why I tell people all the time, like the fairy tale in your head is keeping you from the reality of love. Mm -hmm. You see it one way, but that's not what it is. And I feel like people rule out so many things because it's easy. And we've been taught to rule out so many things, but there's no trust in that. That's you trying to control the outcome, you know? And so I just, I just felt like, you know what? Let me get, let me get real with me. Let me figure it out for my, let me figure out like what I really want. And I, you know, I started to pursue the relationship with God without, without needing him to be anything. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if that's what I did, he would fall away if he wasn't supposed to be there. And I also asked God to show me signs and the signs that he showed me was just confirming him to be in my life. Like I was self-sabotaging because I felt like I was doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, my warning would be like, don't self-sabotage because you feel like you're doing it wrong. Like there's a lot of things in your head telling you what it should be, but you need to figure out for yourself. You need to go to God for yourself and say, is this really, is it really important to me? Like when I get, when I get there and I get to the other side of this and I have this relationship and he's doing what I feel like he should be doing, is that going to get me the longevity in the relationship, the loving relationship, the, the, the person I can talk to, the person I'm going to be happy with, the person that's going to love me, you know, despite my flaws, the person mm -hmm. I can love despite their flaws. Like all of these things that I value in marriage is me, you know, um, putting this over him to look a certain way going to get me there. And for me, it was no. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that's why I'm just like, I don't, I don't want people. I feel like a lot of people are looking for that particular thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree I, because I, I've been through a divorce. I was married for almost 15 years mm -hmm. and I held on to the, to the marriage way longer than I should have mm -hmm. uh, in fear of being judged or mm -hmm. uh, how this is going to look, you know, um, mm -hmm. publicly and all this other stuff. But my, my marriage was like a failure attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, yeah, I felt if, if I, if if this doesn't work, then like, how would I view myself? And then how will mm -hmm. others see me? Just all these self-condemning thoughts. Mm -hmm. But I had to, <clears throat> I had to be honest with myself and I had to do what was best for me. And I mm -hmm. think that was a real maturing uh, stage in my life where I had to make my own decision and right. not worry about what anybody else had to say. So, right. Yeah, I get it. Right. No, and, and I feel like that's the important thing. I feel like a lot of times the church are the ideals will tell you, like, if it's not easy, it's not right. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and like there's some good things. It's going to be hard, you know, like yeah. it takes work. Everything takes work. But just because like think about your relationship with your family members. Right. Was it always easy? What could you what can you do about your mama? Was it always <laughs> easy? No. What can you do about your siblings? Was it always easy? What no. can you do, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to put this expectation on a marriage or a, a, a somebody you love, like a partner, a spouse, and to think they can be any different from the other connections you have mm -hmm. as far as ease is just foolish to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, like, why would I put that expectation on this relationship because this person is the person I'm marrying? Like, they're not going to be perfect. 
you know, and I feel like understanding that getting around the, the fact that they can't be perfect is like the most important thing you can do. And you, they can be, you know, um, a Christian and they can, you know, do all the right things as far as like their walk with Christ. And it can be really important to them, but you can come along and you still might be not, you may not be for them. You know, like a lot of people see these things match up and they're like, oh, this is the one. And no, it don't be the one, you know, it, that doesn't guarantee anything. And it, it's just not a guarantee. It's not, you cannot ensure your marriages with uh, the church and Christ and equally yoked. It's, it, you can't ensure it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I, I believe me. I totally get it. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that mm-hmm. uh, God has been able to, you know, renew my mind and to, to right. a truer level opposed right. to always kind of worried about what other people say and, and you know right. stuff like that and just having that freedom uh right take that burden off you you know Hmm. because i feel like i said what the scripture that says um take my yoke it is my 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 burden is light mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so like so in that instance do we think if if god is saying take his yoke is is he in, is he partnering with you, and isn't it going to be much easier because we know God is stronger? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't mean it's going to be easy. Uh, you know, I mean, no, absolutely right. You are, you're right, right. And even that to, to me, I feel like that's a misconception. It's, mm-hmm. It'll be easy, and it'll be easier probably when you get beyond whatever you're going to work through, whatever you're working through, right? It'll at some point you'll realize what it was all for, and that'll make it easier. But while you're going through it, not necessarily, not necessarily. Like somebody like you, like I don't know if you were, uh, uh you know, in a relationship with God at the time of your first marriage or not. But mm-hmm. let's say, let's say you weren't. Let, let's pretend you weren't, right? And you found him like towards the end because you were struggling, and you felt like this pull to break up your marriage, but the church was like you know, you work on that thing, you know, when you, when you believe in God, you, you, you pray on the problems, right? <laughs> you make sure that you try, right? And you really felt this pull to, you know, change it, right? And then, like, you have to, at some point, either do what feels right, or do what you feel like you're being drawn to, like, and then how do you know? How would somebody know other than you just having like this strong feeling like it was just the right thing, which way to go. And I probably, probably ultimately when you did it at first, it felt like the worst decision you could have made because it felt painful and it felt scary and it felt like a mistake. But as you got through it, you realized it was the right thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I, and I feel like that's, yeah. And I feel like that's the example where, you know, he's telling you to trust me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it don't necessarily make it easier, but it's going to make it better. True. Does that make sense? True. It's weird. I just, I just feel like there's so many misconceptions with what we're going to get from the relationship with, with Christ. Like, I feel like people just want it to mean we're not going to have problems. <laughs> <laughs> we're equally yoked and we are equally perfect. And I just like, that is, uh, that's misconception. Yeah. That is not true. Is people, not. you, Equally yoked, whether whether it means to you that y'all are financially equally yoked, y'all are goal driven equally yoked, y'all are sexually equally yoked. However you look at it, however you feel like you need to be equal with another person, because at the end of the day, I feel like some of our things are gonna be um different. Like I might be uh I might uh be the more compassionate one, and it's my burden to take your um impatience and your brashness, and you know not take it, not hold it against you because I'm the more compassionate one and it might be your job to uh, be more you know discerning to when I'm in pain and I, I totally overlook when you're in the struggle right but you're good at that and it might be it might be your job to you know you know take care of home as far as financially and it might be my job to take care of like the organization of the home because mm-hmm. I'm better at it. So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the loads don't necessarily have to be equal, but if you look at like the amount of them, they balance out, right? I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's a way that you could be equally 
maybe not yoked in the term of you know what it means but like equal as far as like people who are both contributing to the relationship and making it what it is Mm -hmm. also like I've, i've heard like many conversations about the uh the gallon the gallon and the pint right somebody Mm -hmm. has a gallon and somebody has a pint and you ask yourself like okay clearly this isn't going to work because somebody doesn't have enough right Mm -hmm. the gallon can clearly fill the pint to capacity and have some more left the pint cannot fill the gallon ever right right and you're and you're asking yourself how would this work but if the the pint is still giving its all, right? Mm-hmm. Everything it has, the gallon can still appreciate that, right? True. Because it's everything it has, you know? Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. because you get to have something left over because you have more doesn't mean you're doing more. You still have your leftovers. The mm-hmm. pint ain't asking for your gallon. It don't. It can't take it, <laughs> right? That's so it's right. like it's it's still equal in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a bigger, it's just a greater capacity, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love so, that. yeah, that's just just another little thing to look at. Like, I mean, is it is it even wise? And this is just on some general talk. Is it even wise to set yourself up to be looking for an equal? Because in conversations I've had with uh, Carmen on Raining Opinions, I said you shouldn't be looking for a match. You should be looking for the uh, the puzzle that connects. You know, like they need to be different. They just need to fit. Mm. Like y'all can't be the same. Cause if you if you take you get two identical puzzle pieces, where do they mesh? <laughs> right. Where do they connect? I feel like you just need to find the, the matching piece to you, and I feel like when you once you have that, you have something that works. And I don't necessarily feel like there will be a um, there won't be something where you can say, oh yeah, this person uh is the same as me. It'll be something like this person fits with me. So your differences may bring you together closer and give you something greater than somebody who brings what you bring to the table could. So that's why I say you could be unequally yoked and do more than survive. You can do really, really well because however you look at this, it's it's deeper than that. It's a great thing. It's a great parable to understand how hard it can be, mm-hmm. what it can look like when you have someone who is totally doing something different but I don't feel like it speaks to um, the person who is actually in touch with themselves that understands what they need and, you know, what will benefit them. I think it just speaks to, like, somebody who's just, like, looking to be married, right? They're not looking for any qualifications. They're not looking for, you know, they're not, you know, using anything, you know, any of their critical thinking to determine whether or not this is a good fit. They're just doing it to be doing it and mm-hmm. i think that's what that parable speaks to like if you're just if you're mindlessly just looking for somebody and you're willing to take anybody you're going to end up with something you cannot work with that's going to make your life harder true facts so there is that i agree that was good stuff okay all right do you have anything else to add i know you said that um people had some questions but i feel like those might be different conversations uh all together but i just feel like you know equally yoked it's a good thing but it's not a guarantee true that's good stuff i i totally agree um i don't have anything else i think that i think we covered a lot i think we covered some stuff that we need to have uh different conversations a whole you know whole different topics right Uh, you know, we can go in, in depth on other uh, on other episodes. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, guys, that is going to wrap up segment two of the relationship talks for Crystal Clear. And thank you again, Sean, for coming on. Everybody, thank you for listening. And goodbye. <laughs>